0: Hello, folks. Welcome back again. Uh, Nice to hear from you, or have you hear from me. (laughs) This week is going to be another short little story to hopefully prep you for the location of M. Carrick. This one is about a couple of the characters that the group is going to be meeting there, some of which have been mentioned to an extent already. Specifically, this story focuses around Armina's old boss from when she worked with the guardsmiths of M. Carrick, and covers events that happened a a while in the past from the current point in the plotline. So this is a story that is called Sol and the Shadows. The door was closed. Solokai Ardano, Sol as he was known, sat in his chair, looking at it, thinking, in all the years, the decades, he'd held this position, he'd never had this door closed outside of meetings. An appearance of openness he sought to cultivate, and a subtle gateway for the careless murmurs of others to reach his ears as well. Now, it was closed. Things were different now. Two of his officers, Guardsmiths of Amkarak, had found the perp, the thief, Vinik Kalam and Dan Bat, the officers. They'd caught a man, half-crazed, in their words, trying to gain entry to barred sections of the city via a maintenance tunnel. Not an obvious one, either. That, though, could have been coincidence. The sword couldn't. Sol didn't need more than a description to know what the sword was, to know that it was supposed to be held within one of the vaults of his own precinct. He knew even before seeing it that it was one of the shard blades, ancient artifacts of power one of which he was meant to be safeguarding. The fact that two of his officers had discovered it in the hands of an outsider was worrying. The fact that he wasn't escaping, but trying to gain entry, was worse. A rap came on the door, his secretary and her telltale nails, long and hardened by layers of lacquer. Sol, those two officers are here,
1: Danny and Vin. Should I- Send them in, Miss Iron Thank you.
0: The two entered shortly after. Vinnick looked confused. Danerick vaguely irritated as if he thought he had better things to do. Both of those were normal.
1: Officers! Please, have a seat!
0: He gestured to a selection of chairs before interlacing his fingers over his stomach.
1: I understand! You found the thief!
0: Danerick and Vinnick talked over each other, trying to respond swiftly but also solidly. They didn't want to be caught out in anything. It, yeah, at, at it least he was trying. Perspective thief, really, yeah, boss? Yeah, he didn't get nothing on our nah, watch, never chief. Never get past us, boss. Saul held up a hand. They stopped.
1: Officers, gentlemen, I regret to inform you. You may have already suspected, but the man you captured is, in fact, a thief. Not prospective, nor trying to be.
0: He tipped his head toward each of them in turn as he said this.
1: But rather... Past tense, he has stolen, and was trying to do so again.
0: Vinick looked confused. Danric looked irritated. Then his look deepened into a frown. That sword, eh, boss? That what you're talking about? Saul dipped his head without a word. He didn't need to talk. He needed other people to talk. For a moment, though, Nobody did. It was Vin who broke the silence eventually. What was it, yours or something? Danny gave him a swift smack on the head. No, you idiot! It was a shard blade! You know, those old magic swords supposed to be kept down in the deep vaults? Alright, so it was his, if you think about it, on account it's his precinct. Vin crossed his arms triumphantly. Ben balked and looked in Saul's direction.
1: But, uh, sorry, Saul, chief. I mean, I didn't mean, uh... Finn, Finnick, it's all right. You're right. This blade, I suspect, to be one of those which have been entrusted to the defense of our precinct. Ergo, it is of the utmost importance that we determine what exactly has happened here.
0: Saul pushed himself out of his chair slowly, like an alligator hauling itself up onto the riverbank to sun.
1: Officers, gentlemen, there will be a reckoning to come. People will be held accountable for their failures. I will see to that. But first, I will see him. Yeah, he's in uh, holding number two, boss.
0: Danny glanced uneasily over his shoulder.
1: What are you thinking? Now is not the time for jumping to conclusions, Danny, so let us not. This is a worrying development, to be sure. Clearly. Yeah, obviously. But there is more happening here than it seems, I suspect. I doubt this failure, which has become evident, is as simple as one person alone.
0: He didn't look over his shoulder as he strode out of his office. Didn't bother to wait and see if he was being followed. He knew he was. The only thing he couldn't be quite sure of was who knew what. Who could be entrusted with what. The room outside was filled with activity and words, and more than one question directed at him, any that he couldn't answer with a gesture or a single word, he simply deflected. Didn't slow his steps for even an instant, and soon found himself looking into a small room. A window along one side was treated and enchanted to let people see in, but not out. He could see the thief. The thief couldn't see him. Saul liked it that way. A gaunt man, human, older, likely male if Saul's approximation of human concepts on the matter was correct. A straggly gray and white beard, less salt and pepper and more heavily dirtied snow and ice. His hair was long and bedraggled, matching the beard in color. Sunken cheeks and dirty skin made none the prettier for a loose pattern of bruises and blood. Some older, some new. He wore what were once white robes, now made brown with road dirt, and with many holes. Saul noted it all with a passivity that one might expect from a man of his long experience. The eyes, though. His eyes caught Saul's attention. So light blue that Saul might have thought them white, might have thought the man blind, save for the way he looked around the room. Save for that, and the way the light glinted in his eyes sometimes. Not just pale blue, but blue-silver. Metallic. For a moment, Saul's gaze caught on that. Then, it dropped to the sword. Long, black, jagged, looked like it had been forged out of something caught right in the middle of metal, glass, and stone. A shard blade. Hewn from the monoliths in the Scarlands, ancient lumps of unknown material. Clearly powerful, but proving impossible to utilize. Thief. The words slashed through Saul's thoughts like a knife and brought a cruel curl
1: to his lip. Keep watch from here, officers. I will interrogate this... drag.
0: He went to the door and cleared his throat before opening it, then sat at the chair across the table the wretched man was chained to. Saul leaned back in his chair, crossing his hands over his belly. The man murmured slightly to himself, didn't seem to be aware anyone else was in the room, half-crazed as the officers had said. Whatever words he used, though, Saul either didn't understand or couldn't hear clearly enough to comprehend. Saul scowled slightly.
1: So then, I would suggest that perhaps you were simply not familiar with the laws of our city, never having before familiarized yourself with them, this being your first visit, But then the presence of certain objects would prove that to be a falsehood.
0: The man noticed that, the mention, the way Saul's eyes dropped to the blade. He ceased his muttering and leaned forward like a scarecrow without enough stuffing to hold it upright. He withdrew the blade and it seemed to shrink away to nothingness before the man laid his empty hand heavily on the table and glared at Saul from underneath his swept-aside fringe of dirty gray hair. A split lip leaked a bit of fresh blood as the man sneered.
2: I will never allow it back into the hands of you or your cohorts.
0: Any intimidating aspect vanished a moment later when the man looked emptily toward the
2: floor. I... his voice fades and hurts. I don't know... Uh...
0: He rubbed at what looked like a burn on his arm, blackened skin with a clear scar visible in it on his wrist.
1: My name is Solakai, Adamo. Trust me, thief, what you stole will be returned. Whether you are the one who does the returning, only you can determine, but I would suggest that things might be easier on you if you do. Or at least, less painful.
0: The emptiness left the man's eyes for a moment, pushed aside by clear hatred and simultaneous fear.
2: So high, you say. But your name is of no use to me, except for to curse it. This blade will never be free of me, nor I from the blade. Scare me, hurt me, torture me, attempt to force me, ha! There is nothing you can do that he cannot do a thousand times worse. My name. My name.
0: He shrank again, his eyes searching the shadows as if to find the answer there as the mutters returned. Saul only watched it all, never reacted. My... my name... The man held up his hand, which bore the blade again by some trick of magic or sleight of hand. He gripped it tight, closed his eyes, took a deep breath, sighed it out, opened his odd light eyes, and met Sol's gaze directly. My
2: name is Mildan Esto. This blade, it belonged to others once, but it is my charge now. None of you can take it from me. Not you, not them, not him, not her. I, alone, buried, and am born.
1: Born and boring,
0: Saul sighed as he pushed himself up from the chair. He gestured to the glass and headed toward the door.
1: Vinik, you are quite adept at loosening up stiffness. Perhaps put your talents to work in here, will you?
0: Behind him, the chained man
2: laughed. "'Sulachai, so, okay. Adamo, you know that it is all lies, yes. Everything he has said, everything he tells you, and all the others.'
0: Saul opened the door without a response, without a pause. Vinic was on the other side, looking confused. Saul closed the door with both of them on the outside. Who, "'Who's he talking about, chief? The, the council?' The Godsmiths? Saul sighed, clenching his jaw. There were so many threads, he suspected nobody knew them all. Vinick always seemed confused. That didn't mean he was stupid, or incapable of lying, or deciphering.
1: Don't worry yourself about all that.
0: Saul patted him heavily on the shoulder.
1: Just go in there, and see if we can't loosen this thief's tongue, or perhaps even his hand's grip on that sword. Once we get that back, we can take further steps. To put it back into the vaults!
0: Dannerick's voice came from around the corner. Finishing a sentence, posing a question, Saul wasn't sure. When everyone was in the shadows, it was impossible to see everyone's face, impossible to see everyone's hand, and what it was doing.
1: As I said before, officers, gentlemen... There will be a reckoning to come. People will be held accountable for their failures. I will see to that.
0: Without a further word, Saul walked off toward his office. Behind him, Vinny went into the room and closed the door, and who knew what happened after that? Saul couldn't say, only knew that Vinnyk had a talent for getting people to talk when they'd rather remain silent. At that moment, it was Saul himself who wanted to remain silent. He walked back through the busy open office, responding to questions just as he had moments before, and paused only briefly at his secretary's desk.
1: Miss Hiram, notify me when someone calls on me. Have them wait unless I tell you otherwise. I believe for the future I will be requiring a little privacy.
0: Solokai Ardamel stepped into his office and closed the door behind himself. He sat in his chair, looking at the closed door, and he thought. Deep in the shadows, he could see movement, but only time and careful attention would tell what and who was responsible. When he found the people responsible, though, he would ensure they paid the price. There would be a reckoning to come people would be held accountable for their failures. Saul would see to that. Alrighty, folks, so uh, I hope you enjoyed that Uh, short little story touching on some things that have come up before, some characters that have been mentioned, some characters that are going to be important or that have been important. And yeah, we should be back to it fairly soon, Uh, getting out of this little break period. Uh, We're trying to get some other things together. We've got, hopefully, some exciting things in the wings. So everyone out there at home, thank you very much for tuning in to listen. Thanks for your support. Uh, we love to see you on our little activity meters. We'd love to hear from you even more. Send us any questions or comments you've got. Until next time, stay safe, uh, stay happy, stay healthy, and uh, talk to you
1: next time.